This is the 18th episode on Polyglottism in here. We're going to be stepping away from the Portuguese for a bit. Uh, so, uh, stepping away from the Romantic languages and uh, embracing uh, uh, some uh, Germanic languages, as well as uh, having, we're going to have some comparisons uh, to some uh, languages uh, from uh, Asia, right? So we'll be focusing uh, on Swedish verbs here, but we'll have comparisons uh, to Thai, Vietnamese, and yes, Mongolian, because it's 2020 and why not, right? 2020 going on 2021. Uh, as well as comparisons to Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, uh, Latin, uh, uh, and, and and we might be able to sprinkle in some traditional Chinese, not not the Chinese spoken on the mainland, but I mean I uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't bother to uh, learn uh, the latter, only the former, right? So free Taiwan, and with that uh, message, uh, we'll proceed to the uh, primer today on Swedish on Swedish verbs, right? So a uh, Swedish, unlike Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, and Latin. Uh, has four rather than three types of uh, verb conjugation classes, uh, right? Uh, so, uh, but um, Swedish is kind of similar to uh, French and Mongolian in that um, there are four conjugations there, right? Here, uh, verbs typically uh, end in uh, at, uh, t, tt, uh, or it. Uh, the majority of Swedish verbs belong to the first conjugation and have uh, an ar, uh, present tense ending, an ade, past tense ending, and uh, in AD, a supine ending, right? Um, by way of contrast, second conjugation verbs take the present tense ending uh, ER, the past tense ending uh, DE, uh, and a uh, past participle uh, ending in D, right? So um, I've talked about uh, verge con verb conjugations in Swedish, right? So um, how might this compare uh, to Vietnamese? Uh, well, um, Vietnamese and Thai are uh, similar. And they share this characteristic with traditional Chinese as well in that um, there are no conjugations, but there are words that are used uh, to indicate tense, right? So um, that's the formal rule in traditional Chinese uh, and Thai. Uh, so uh, what about Vietnamese? Well, um, I said that some some words might be used uh, to uh, indicate tense, right? So what are some of those words? Well, think da, down, say, etc., right? Um, so... Uh, third conjugation verbs in Swedish are different. Uh, going back to what I was saying, right? So uh, these action words, which are there, there are few and far in between, right? They take the present tense ending r, a supine tense ending uh, that's going to be tt, a uh, past particle ending that's going to be uh, uh, double d, uh, and a past tense ending uh, with uh, two d's and an e, right? And finally, uh, fourth conjugation. Uh, verbs end in er or r in the present tense, uh, and they end in uh, en uh, when they are converted to their past participle. Uh, Swedish, like tra traditional Chinese, um, uh, is also easy on speakers and writers when it comes to the future tense. Uh, the only difference with Swedish as opposed to traditional Chinese, which thankfully, again, has no uh, verb conjugations, uh, is that um, uh, always speaker... Oh, hold on, gotta call Kevin in. Okay, all right, where we got? what's going on here? I gotta create the message, so. Yes, what's going on with that? Alright. So, as I was saying, so Swedish as opposed to traditional Chinese, which thankfully has no verb conjugations again, uh, 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 they're similar in that um, all a speaker or writer need to, to do, need to do to form the future tense uh, is, um, at least in Swedish, uh, is uh, add the expression komara, uh, uh, right? Komara. Uh, and I've, I've, I've talked about Swedish, and I've talked about uh, the lack of verb conjugations uh, uh, in Chinese, right? So how might you um, express 
um, the future tense. Uh, in Vietnamese, uh, well, that would be se, right? Uh, how much you do it in thai? Uh, well, um, again, you have to use a word to indicate which tense you're using. There are no conjugations, so it's going to be da. Uh, and um, I, unfortunately, I don't know uh, how to uh, form uh, the future tense in Mongolian. But I do know uh, that Mongolian, just like French, uh, has uh, four types of conjugations, right? So um, how do you identify the conjugations? Uh, well, you look at uh, the verb stem, right? So um, uh, I'm not, I mean, I, again, this uh, episode is uh, focused on speaking the language, right? So I'm not going to spell it out, but um, how might you identify uh, which verb conjugation you're working with uh, with spoken Mongolian? Uh, well, uh, look for the stem, uh, dag, dizg, uh, dog, and derg, right? So they sound, they sound rather similar, huh? Uh, so, going back to what I was saying, uh, in Swedish, at least, uh, the same uh, is true for the conditional perfect, at least with uh, the ease with forming the tense, right? Uh, the perfect, the future perfect, and conditional perfect tense, uh, which only require uh, uh, the addition of, uh, 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 I think it's, what is it? It's uh, skulle, right? Uh, ha, or uh, uh, skulle, again, uh, to form their respective tenses, right? Uh, and finally, uh, Swedish also allows uh, speakers and writers to use uh, imperatives to issue commands. Uh, Swedish, unlike French, though, uh, permits uh, speakers to form the imperative tense uh, with the active infinitive uh, rather than the third person uh, singular form of the verb, which is the Spanish approach, right? And that concludes uh, this primer episode uh, on uh, Swedish verbs uh, with very comparisons, with uh, comparisons made to Spanish, Mongolian, Portuguese, Vietnamese, Thai, Italian, Latin, and traditional Chinese.